This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey everyone, we're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal Stories of Soccer Legends, narrated by fellow Blue Wire host Brandon Kelly. Yes, that's me. I'm Brandon Kelly. Each Monday, two new episodes will take a look at some of soccer's biggest stars and the moments that defined their careers. From Holland, Zlatan, Messi, Rapino, and many more. Each episode will focus in on the historic plays and personalities that make this sport great. So stay tuned after the episode and listen to Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, all cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, I am pleased this week. So it is often said of the Always Cheating Podcast that it's a duet between Josh and Brandon. But this week, we are introducing a jazz flautist to come in and solo on our duet. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's, it's the FPL mayor. You'd know him as at UtterlyTC on Twitter. Tom Campbell, mm -hmm. welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. Thank you very much, Brandon. That's quite the introduction. And hey, Josh, as well. It's good to be with you. <laughs> yeah, the, the Jethro Tull of the Always Cheating Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being out, Tom. Uh, we are, um, and yeah, actually, you and I have never done a podcast together. I know you've done a couple with Brandon. I think one even earlier this season. Um, but yeah, very That's excited fun. to have you on. We have mm -hmm. three weeks left to go. We're actually, you know, we're only nine tenths of the way through. Uh, the current game week, but um, I want to talk to you about the final three weeks. I want to talk about um, the relegation battle, uh, but I do want to lead things off with this uh, tweet that we got uh, from Oshan. We're recording this just after the uh, Bournemouth-Lester match, um, and he said... What uh, a match that was. Quite a match. He said, two goals each this weekend for Dini, Trezeguet, McGoldrick, and Solanke. That is just a flat-out improbable <laughs> sequence. You didn't so, know we were playing a, a, a fantasy championship. 
Continue. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So, Tom, and that doesn't even include four goals from Antonio. So, Tom, you're a West Ham fan. How are you? I am. Actually, how how are you feeling after the West Ham match? And how are you feeling now that every team that they're competing with? They've all won. won. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. so West Ham to finally win a game so handsomely against a, you know, granted abject Norwich side. Uh, play, play fantastically well. Totally deserve that, that thumping win and then you know what you fast forward like two days and you know what it counts for nothing so uh yeah still all to play for with the uh the big uh Watford game on Friday and uh yeah it's going to go to the wire I still don't I mean you know I was not not confident haven't been at any stage this season really but um it was nice to finally finally win I thought West Ham actually acquitted themselves really well in the Burnley game I know they lost 1-0 which is obviously a terrible result but um, I thought it was coming. Burnley quite good, though. That you, we, we, we have learned, especially yeah, this are. week, we cannot yeah. underrate Burnley. Yeah. This no, season. that's a that's a good point. And I, I thought, I thought West Ham uh, played pretty well in that game. Without uh, just didn't didn't manage to get get through the FPL darling that is Nick Pope. If you own him, which I do not. So uh, yeah, that was doubly painful there. But yeah, the relegation yeah. battle uh, goes on, and um, yeah. you know, I think it will go to the wire. I feel like each week on the Always Cheating Pod, we have to issue a thinner-esque curse to somebody in the league. And this week's (laughs) Mm -hmm. Always Cheating Thinner-esque curse goes to David Moyes. He just, it will never go right for him. No, And he he does look like he's withering away in front of our eyes. Yeah, I remember one one podcast you you, you did, Brandon. Uh, you mentioned that your wife came in on a, a match that you were watching, and David Moyes happened mm. to be on screen and said he looks tired, and that was years ago. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you fast forward yeah. a few years, and he's been through a relegation and stuff since then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it uh, doesn't bode well for us, but uh, we'll see. It was a, it was a good result at least. So I have always thought that Antonio was was too expensive in the game. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he was he was like six point seven a couple week, uh, a couple weeks ago. Now he's up to. Um, he's up to seven, which is actually his original starting price. Um, actually, you know what? He only ever fell to 6.9. Um, I guess because his ownership was never that high. Uh, but do they actually get his price right now? I mean, he's not eight goals and four assists. I always thought that seven was was a little high. So I t- to what it is there, I think, Josh, is at the moment he's playing up front. Like Haller's just coming back from injury, and there's there's some question marks as well over his contract and what have you. But he's in a position now with Bowen playing on the right whilst Yarmolenko is, is not quite forcing his way into the team where he's he sort of carved out that niche. And I think if you say he's a mm-hmm. 7 million um, forward who's getting the points of a midfielder for the extra, you know, extra point for a goal and the clean sheet, should West Ham ever get one of those, which you can never really bank on. Um, yeah, it's probably yeah. A, a sweet spot, I would say, for his price in, in that system, you know? It, yeah. It's wild. I mean, just hundreds of mm. millions of dollars in, this, in these relegation and promotion battles. Mm. And mm. I mean... It, 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 comes down to one hot player basically right yeah. i mean if you have a hot pl- i maybe solanke apparently i've always thought he stunk uh yep. but <laughs> quite rightly it's okay yeah. today yeah he did yeah yeah, yeah. Antonio is great. i've always so <laughs> i've always been a fan of uh of antonio he's 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 he tries so hard and he's plays with a smile on his face and uh, he, he came back yeah. from uh from one prolonged injury and he just had way too much muscle mass and was not very mobile and stuff and it didn't really suit him and then he's he's trimmed down as i say we've got this system where it seems to be working for him but um yes yeah, probably 
total reliance on him. He just has a sensational nose for goal. He's so Mm. good in the box. And I feel like when we first saw him in the league, he was more of a wide player, but I think it's sort of like needs must for West Ham. He's he's looked so good centrally for you. Uh, Let's move into our game week 35 plus scores. For those of you who, who don't, who aren't familiar with Tom, I just want to point out what a fantastic (laughs) FPL manager you are. You have uh, over, since you started playing or at least logging scores in 2000, 2008, you have three top 10k finishes in FPL. How does that rank in terms of game week 35 plus for you, Tom? Are you happy with how things are going heading no. into this Manchester United match? Um, <laughs> I'm not. No, it's been another chastening uh, game week. There's been too many of those since the resumption, to be honest with you, Brandon. I've not managed the team very well um, yeah. for the majority of the season, actually. I've sort of doubled my overall rank since uh, football uh, resumed, so that's not cool. And this game week, um, I was so confident with my captain choice. I, as I say, I watched the West Ham Burnley game, and I thought Burnley didn't look great defensively. I think Ben Mee being missing is, well, yeah. I thought was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we looked good, and then obviously mm-hmm. Mo Salah destroyed um, Brighton, and I was very confident he would start this because of the Golden Boot race. So I was just like, Do you know what? In my position, with a lot of people, yeah. understandably captaining Bruno Fernandez, um, KDB, etc. Uh, I thought I'd go for Salah, and he's returned a two-pointer. So that game was a really tough yeah. watch for me, but it's basically contributed to a game week score of a colossal thirty-two points. So you know, go me <laughs> with uh, with admittedly three to go tomorrow, but. Um, yeah, I'm not convinced that's actually going to see any rank improvements because as I think the captaincies there are going to be uh, pretty big. Right, what big ownerships there. I mean, to yeah. your credit, Salah had lots of big chances in Didn't that Burnley know. match and yeah. Nick Pope just decided to uh, go for the England's number one spot in one match. Yeah. That guy, he's, yeah. uh, he's he's been he's been harming me and I think I think a lot a lot of people. There you go. So yeah, tough tough I, game week. How about you, Josh? How you doing? Well, yeah, and just I mean to, you know, what what Tom said, I think um because I've been thinking about this recently, and we were Tom and I were talking a little bit about before the start of the podcast about both of us being a little frustrated with this season, and I, I'm trying mm-hmm. to be like a little more like process focused, you know. And I actually think like your your rationale for for captaining Salah was mm. very legitimate, you know, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's why I captained Anthony Martial uh, tomorrow. I mean, we'll see what mm-hmm. that looks like, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And um, it was kind of, sort of the same rationale. It was like, you know, I thought he looked super goal hungry and uh, yeah. in the midweek match, he was kind of angry to be taken off. And then, um, and then um, Ole he's always angry, said afterwards, Josh. he's always angry. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. like, at this point, it's like, I, and like two weeks ago, I was like, I hate this guy. And now he, now I'm captaining him, you know? So like, yeah. well, I don't even know where, where I am right now, <laughs> uh, fantasy wise, but I'm trying to be a little more like process focused and at least yeah. like say, because I mean, Mo Salah could have had a 20-point return yesterday. He could have easily had two goals, could have easily had two assists. I mean, he set up Salah and Firmino for great chances. I think in, in both cases, they may have hit the post, or at least mm-hmm. I think Firmino did, if not if not, um, and if not Mane. Um, and Salah had a couple, you know, the, 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 that little kind of bobbled ball that he hit in the upper right corner that Pope. Yeah. Um, just barely, you know, any a keeper who's even an inch shorter doesn't get that, you know. I so. Know. Um, yeah, so it was I the one at the end, Josh. That was the one that was really the one with um, Trent's cross at the end, which didn't actually mm-hmm. feature on Match of the mm-hmm. Day. But that was the one where I just thought, yeah. oh, that just that would have been so sweet because obviously with Alexander Arnold being benched, then mm-hmm. coming off and picking up an unlikely late assist for your captain would have been would have been great. But yeah. um, I think this whole this whole um, season for me is going to be a you know shoulda woulda coulda type type deal. It's just it's not been a great. Off. Off, so 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. But the thing is, I can't write it off because it's going to be. Brandon's just made reference to my history, so it's going to be there for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Which is, right. Uh, who cares though? About that. <laughs> I, who cares? I, there is a tyranny. Okay, I, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I, let's just do mm-hmm. it. Let's, oh, here we go. Good. Clear let's the lane. Clear the lane. Yep. <laughs> there is there is a like tyranny about like your 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 history as a mm. fantasy manager and your overall rank and your historical. Oh results and i just don't buy any of it and i feel like it's it's just i'm not when it comes to the people that i listen to or the people that i trust it's just you know the word i'm listening to the words they say and not the like you know it's like it's like, it's like I'm not, i don't listen to someone because they went to a good school or whatever mm-hmm. right it's like i just like I, i'm listening to the content not the um the bona fides that lie behind it and so yeah. you know cool. I, who cares you know i mean good. i feel like if you I'm know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel anyway. And I I think that there's kind of this rise of like, oh, well, I've had, you know, three top 5k finishes. And so Mm -hmm. I am a, I am a voice that you should listen to on these things. It's used as currency, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's it's not cool. No, I I agree with you. I had to tell you, I was watching this show on Netflix. Stop me if you've heard of it. Alone. It's this reality show in which 10 contestants are dropped in the wilderness. This particular season I was watching, it was somewhere in the Arctic zone of like the farthest northern regions of Canada. And the players, the the contestants, they have tools. They have, I think they are allowed 10 tools and they have clothes, but they have to build a shelter and they have to catch their all of their own food. So most of the season is just these players setting snares to try and catch rabbits. And each time you catch up with one of these contestants, they're just in this horrible emotional state of I'm starving. My body is withering away. They come upon a snare here or a snare there and they haven't caught anything. They're getting very stressed (laughs) out. And then they come upon another snare and they've actually caught a hair, a small hair with a little bit of meat on it. And they invariably burst into tears and they're so happy. And they're like, I needed this so badly. (laughs) And I look at uh, Troy Deeney in my front line and 35 with this 13 points and it feels like i caught one of those hairs and Mm -hmm. it is i think a a strained metaphor for being an fpl manager you're out there every week setting (laughs) snares and you're trying to catch something and sometimes we don't admit how much of a game of survival this is but you caught one it's great you caught one that's it brandon do you know what i was uh, i was listening to your i can eat for another week you can i was listening to your patreon um uh, kitchen table session podcast when you started talking about um bringing in troy dean which is the first i knew that you you'd done that um so you know obviously knowing that i'd be on the, the show tonight i was super stoked to see him score i like obviously it's terrible news for west ham that he put away those two penalties and those kept uh kept the, the relegation fight very much alive um but i was i was chuffed for you that you'd be able to you know wax lyrical about that at least on sure. i've just realized my game week total is actually 34 because jimenez picked up two bonus points so um you, you know you can take uh, that 32 yeah. points and we can increase that by two so kudos and go me <laughs> i mean i'm not doing much better i'm on i'm on 30 um i do have yep. my captain to play tomorrow mm, and, and fernandez and, and and greenwood but mm. um but yeah so i'm not uh yeah i'm sort of the same but I don't, I don't really know mm. what the um what a, what a good game week score is uh you know before this man united match you know i feel like it's um no. it's very much up yeah. in the air still yeah sure. oh it's it's yeah. somebody who has sterling and antonio it's yeah. something around 75 right. points i think <laughs> i can tell you right but that's certainly <laughs> not the average i mean i think antonio's ownership is like two percent overall yeah. and uh, even sterling i don't think it's i don't think it's crazy high i bet it's under 20 percent uh, if I pull it up here, he's yeah, seventeen percent. So you know, not not crazy either. 
No. So there we go, Brandon. Yeah, 34 points. How about you? How'd you go? Excellent. Talk, talk yeah. to us about your yeah. success with Troy Deeney. Yeah, yeah. Let's, well, hear, yeah. let's hear this glory, glory story. <laughs> yeah. Troy Deeney's 13 points have taken me to the heady heights of 39 points on this game week. And what's interesting is on this episode of the pod, we have three differential captains. It's Tom Wasala, it's Josh mm-hmm. with Martial, and I decided I have the least logical captaincy choice in Marcus Rashford. And um, Dave on the Patreon pod was giving me stick about this, where my logic is, well, people just want to be nice to Marcus Rashford and they want him <laughs> to score to build his confidence. Uh, I mean, there, there is there is the added bonus of it looks like he's next up in the penalty taking rotation mm-hmm. between him and Bruno. So there it is. I'm really hoping that he he can at least give me another 50K rank boost if he happens mm-hmm. to go off uh, in the match uh, yeah. tomorrow. So we'll see. I- I liked it. I like that you did it. It's it's very unlike you um, to to try to be a little a little different with your captain pick. So I thought it was um, uh, when I saw that I was like, all right, like I, I can root for this, Brandon. I'm I'm like actually maybe not too hard because I don't even have Rashford on my team, but I'll root for you a little bit. You know, like I won't be. Uh, I, I'll applaud the gusto if not the results. <laughs> I intoned the Patreon pod, so let's do a quick plug for the Patreon before we get into this week's theme of the three game weeks remaining and the big questions that surround so patreon of course we're doing the extra bonus pods every week that's two podcasts a week if you're a patreon supporter and every game week we're doing a prize for our top scorer in the patreon mini leagues that's nine game weeks and nine prizes we're giving away a mug of your choice from the always cheating shop and of course access to our slack to continue the fpl strategy conversation whenever you want so for more information on that go to patreon.com slash always cheating thank you tom for your continued support of the always cheating patreon and merch pleasure he bought some merch yeah. too i was about to say if, if, oh, if, right, you, yeah. if, if that's why i was brought on the show to to give you a you know a genuine uh feedback for these mugs. i mean i used that mug today it was it was fantastic so yeah i'm a Excellent. big fan of the of the merchandise and um yeah people should should definitely subscribe and get amongst it Thank you, Tom. Uh, thank our new Patreons this week, Josh. Yeah, uh, we have uh, three new patrons this week, a new Volkswagen patron, which is always exciting, uh, Kedrick Murr. I think Kedrick will get a shirt out to ASAP. Yeah, uh, Lord Sorloth patrons, we have uh, Christopher Akins and Ellen Tapper. Uh, so thank you to our new patrons. Um, the Always Gene Super League uh, – with the, with the, with the tomorrow's match being such a big one, so many captains in there, we're going to um, skip that. We will post on social media though uh, where we are uh, because it's, you know it's really um, we're getting really down to it now. We have three weeks left, and uh, we have a midweek round of fixtures. We have a one of those awful drawn out game week thirty seven yeah. that'll take place over like six days, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, and then game week thirty eight is Sunday. So one. we're actually yeah, so we're we're down to two weeks left uh, in the Premier League season, which. Uh, is uh, you know good and bad. It's it's fun to have the matches on. Uh, it's also hard not to watch them when they're on all the time. So that's a uh, it's a plus and a minus. I think sometimes. Um, but let's take a quick break, and we're going to get back. And what we're doing this week is we're answering the big questions with three weeks remaining. Uh, got some questions from listeners. Uh, we have a few that I just put on there myself because these are the things I'm thinking about too. So let's take a break and answer the big questions. Okay, we're back. Answering the big questions, three weeks left to go. Uh, matches kick off on Tuesday, and uh, Tuesday is a pretty big one, actually. It's uh, Chelsea playing Norwich. Not a big one from a uh, from a pure entertainment standpoint, point of view, possibly, but a big one from a fantasy point of view. 
Um, so we have a few big questions for the last uh, three weeks of the season. Um, and just to kick things off here, um, all three of us have have had seasons. Um, I think all three of us have had seasons that are that are a little bit worse than last season. Although, you know, maybe there's mm-hmm. some we, we can make up a little bit of ground still. Um, so just an opening question here, which is uh, with three weeks left, uh, th- I guess three weeks plus one match tomorrow. Uh, what are your current season targets? So starting with you, Tom, what are you targeting uh, for the rest of the season? Yeah, I thought that was a good question to start things off. So my overall rank at the moment is around about 200K. Um, you know, like you say, we've got another game to play um, and I'm not expecting to do um, well out of that really. So I feel like, a hundred thousand places in three game weeks is exceptionally unlikely. So mm-hmm. I think for me, the main target for me now is to actually just have a good bench boost um, game week. I still have that chip in play. So that would be cool to have mm-hmm. um, a successful game week when I, when I choose to use that. Um, I think hitting the captaincy for the last three weeks of the, of the season would be, would mm-hmm. be another good uh, sort of string to the bow. Um, and I'm also in the um, FPL generals mini league, the elite 64, and as you can imagine, with a season mm-hmm. like that, I'm not tearing it up at all. So avoiding being relegated from that would be um, would be another goal. I think it's the bottom 10 spots um, Mark tends to rotate out. So that's um, far from a guarantee. So probably just, just those three for me, Josh. Just about the captaincy, Tom, that mm. you're talking about, hitting the captaincy in the next yeah. three game weeks. What does that mean to you? Because I am so used to thinking about the captaincy hand in hand with competition so if i'm looking to rank increase i need to maybe be differential with my captain and what is this idea of freeing yourself from those fpl managers around you and just focusing on hitting the captaincy who you think is going to get the most points is that actually your goal just the tried and true best captain exactly so i think if you take away your competitors and overall rank and all the rest of it if you at the end of the day, when you're picking a captain, I think the only question really that you're trying to answer is who do you think will score the most points in that game week? Mm-hmm. That's what you're trying to pick, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if you pick the player who ends up achieving that, I think that's kudos to you. Like I was moaning to Josh beforehand um, about picking Mo Salah, but I still think my logic in the last one was solid. And like he said, I think he was generous saying how many points he could have got, but that was a uh, reason choice there it didn't come off i think having a good reason behind each of the captaincy picks uh you know three for three would it feels unlikely um but yeah. having that i think would 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 definitely make me feel feel pretty good about um about how i've managed my team which is just not something i can say that i've felt for the majority yeah. of this season so that's where i'm at really brandon it's just picking the person correctly who scores the most points in my team on each of the final three game weeks yeah i'll quickly do my goal oh yeah yeah go ahead you go you go first yep sorry oh yeah i'll quickly do my goals and then we'll kick it over to you josh for your uh, (laughs) you're you're not really good at shooting for the stars are you josh you're you're just you're just you're 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 hoping to finish the season i know yeah i wasn't gonna talk about my goals i was actually just gonna uh say uh just just very quickly um what so i have an announcement to make for the pond brandon oh my god uh, okay i think yeah, I think it is time for us to retire the word differential uh, because when people listen to the pod for the first time and they're not fantasy experts, they never know what that word means. It's a slightly mm-hmm. odd word. So uh, you guys are both familiar with uh, with Late Riser 12, right? This is a Pernell Seth. Uh, sure. Tremendous manager, yeah. Have yeah. a great season. And so he has been doing these columns and he refers to um, upside picks. Uh, and that is the term that he uses for um, like – 
I mean, he's not necessarily talking about captains, but just sort of up like upside, like picks mm-hmm. that have like, you know, and the, the implication is that these are sort of low ownership uh, players with uh, uh, with upside, with, you know, with, yeah. with upside potential. And so I like the idea of us retiring differential and using upside moving forward because I just think it's more clear what that means, you know? And so I think, uh, I don't now, know. Late Riser think? hasn't been in touch with the Library of Congress or anything like that. We're not infringing no, on his intellectual property. Trademark. Not that I know of. Now okay. we'll have to, we'll have to call our, our local congressperson to make sure that we can do this, but I think yeah. it's, I think it's worth, worth I like that. Okay. That's cool. That makes sense. By the way, okay. and I know there's a question later on in the running order as well about the best captains for the final three game weeks as well. So, which I liked thinking about that in terms of Floyd Brandon's question is, you know, how do you think about um, making your captains? And I think, I think there's different ways that you can try and do it sort of a safer pick, which people traditionally call like, you know, shield pick and what have you. But so I've had, yeah, I've had right. some thoughts right. around that. And I think there's different ways that you can try and tackle that, um, you know, for each of those final three game weeks, depending on on where you're at, and I'm trying not to use that word now, Josh. But um, there's different ways that you can find players <laughs> okay. who might not be part yeah. of the uh, commonly selected, uh, you know, portfolio of players. Okay, yeah, let, let's put a pin in that captain's co- uh, conversation and come back to it. For yeah. me, yeah, I'm I'm just tailing you a little bit, Tom. I'm around mm-hmm. 240k at the moment, and I tend to agree the the ideal of breaking into the top 100k that bare minimum is seems a little rough so what uh the three of us are actually in a head-to-head league together and that is becoming my focus at this Mm -hmm. point where uh we are start we're utilizing the fpl site to do head-to-head and they have a playoff option which actually starts in game week 36 so you have eight teams in at the top of your head to head league that enter into the playoffs starting in 36 and then it goes into a semifinal in 37 and then the final between the two top managers in game week 38 so that's really my only only opportunity to gain some pride and some cash back this season that will be my focus well i'm doing my best to help you because you kicked my ass two game weeks ago so uh, <laughs> yeah. thank, please to be that, please to be contributing to that yeah <laughs> uh as far as my goals go um yeah definitely uh finishing the top 100k um beyond that i don't really know i mean i i feel like uh i'm just gonna kind of shoot for the moon a little bit with with my captain picks the final three weeks and sort of and and just try to be different and, and try to get that like the like those chase those moments that you get you know when you uh when you're really bold and it actually works um i'd say when you catch a hair yeah, when you yeah, catch your hair, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. don't get snagged, yeah. And so, uh, I, you know, I think honestly, when you're really bold, it probably only works about twenty percent of the time. Uh, it's not a uh, the ratio is not great, uh, but when it pays off, uh, it's a great feeling. And so, uh, you know, we'll see with Anthony Martial tomorrow. But for me, I was talking about process earlier and just making good decisions. And I, I, I don't know that I feel like I need to make sensible decisions down the stretch, but I feel like I want to at least make what I think are smart, interesting decisions. And if I do that, I'm not super concerned about where my overall rank is. Um, what I don't want to do is just be super safe and, uh, and and just sort of play out the stretch. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I want to sort of, th- especially when it comes to like my free hitch up, I want to be tr- try to be different, um, try to have sort of a unique, you know, team that I put together for that. So um, yeah, so that's, that's where I am. Those, those are my goals. And so a question for Tom, FPL Mikey says, if you are too far from your target finish, but still at a respectable overall rank, what kind of moves would you make? Yeah, I liked this question from FPL Mikey. I think, and the way I, I thought about it was, I think I try and target, um, high ceiling players, proven players, you know, with a proven 
FPL track record of you know returning returning high points in any given game week, who you've mm-hmm. an opportunity to captain in the final three. So there are some really nice games mm-hmm. um, remaining that that sort of fit that criteria. I thought I think like Chelsea just put in an abject performance, but I really think that people are going to focus more on that as to rather than how good Sheffield United were. Like Chris Wilder is mm-hmm. awesome, and he's made that team. Um, so well drilled and that's probably doing them a disservice they're just a really good football team um, and they made Chelsea look pretty amateur but that doesn't mean to say necessarily that Chelsea are a terrible side I don't think think they they are just to jump in on that Chelsea Mm -hmm. Sheffield United match Tom I thought Mm -hmm. there was a interesting piece of commentary during that match about how this Sheffield United team has been together for hundreds Mm -hmm. of matches and they've been playing Chris Wilder's same system for that many matches and then you match that again up up against Chelsea and this squad you know they have some new pieces they have a new manager and if you look back they've had new managers um quite a few seasons they've been changing up systems since jose Mourinho was last fired so you can Mm -hmm. see if they come up against a rock like sheffield united of course they're going to have a problem and maybe that just doesn't explode what we know about chelsea up to that point i also think it's it's wild i mean sheffield united uh have three wins in the last four and a draw in the other match uh they are only five points off a champions league spot right now with three to go i mean it's it's very unlikely but it's incredible that they are that close to a Champions League it is and they and they deserve all the credit in the world for that they really do I was I've been so impressed by them they've got their their core complement of players other than Lundstrom who I think did make the bench in the last game um back together to to fall back into that system that you mentioned Brandon as well um and I think they were they you know they really did make Chelsea as I say look um look pretty poor but to bring it back to FPL Mikey's question, I don't necessarily think that they are a bad side, particularly offensively. Like they've lost 11 Premier League games this season, which is like a serious amount of games to be losing if you're competing for Mm -hmm. the top four. And they're not just competing, they're still actually third as of today's Mm -hmm. recording. So that's a lot of games to lose, but they're still an offensive. um, Offensively, I still think they're relatively attractive, especially when you consider that they play Norwich in uh, game week 36. So I think targeting a player there, um, use your names and don't need to necessarily go into them, I think would be um, would be sensible. Man City versus Bournemouth as well. And Man United versus Crystal Palace. These are just games that I picked out for, for Mikey. But I think finding a player with a proven FPL track record and selecting them in a fixture in which you're intending to captain them is is how I try and tackle um, you know how he phrased his question. Okay, I think I'm going to segue into the next question because I have you've raised some good points there, Tom. But I have concerns about Chelsea as as good as you say they are. They hmm. do have uh, some tougher matchups coming mm-hmm. up after Norwich. It's Liverpool mm-hmm. and Wolves, mm-hmm. and. Uh, You've got City who have Bournemouth, but we have rotations concerns, especially with City and Chelsea by uh, by that fact, and Manchester United all and Arsenal all having FA Cup fixtures the weekend immediately following game mm-hmm. week 36. So we've got all these players that we can zero in on for 36. Does that mean 36 is the ideal week for a free hit? What do you reckon, Josh? Or do you want me to, to come in with my view? Yeah, well, I, it's certainly something I'm thinking about. And mm-hmm. I think that the uh, Man City playing such a strong team in 35 really mm-hmm. does make things tricky uh, because uh, it, ideally in a free hit, you would want to have three Man City players for their home match against Bournemouth in 36. 
Um, and which three do you pick now? It feels like a very tricky thing to decide. Um, it would not surprise me if all of Jesus, uh, KDB and Sterling did not start uh, in game week 36. Um, there's just, there's just kind of no reason for them to, they've all played a bunch of matches recently. Maybe Sterling is the most likely of the three, uh, to start, um, because he was just rested. And so I think that, um, I, I don't know. I think it's really tricky. Um, and I think, uh, for me, I'm actually kind of leaning towards it right now. Um, and part of the rationale is actually because of Man City. And my thinking is I don't have Foden. I don't have David Silva, obviously. Uh-huh. And so there, it would be kind of fun to have three really unique mm-hmm. players from Man City for Game Week 36. But I don't really want those players long term. Um, and I don't really want to drop KDB and and Mares uh, because I suspect there's a good chance they play in 37 and 38, uh, especially if they're rested in 36. So I, I think it's really tempting. And I also don't have any Chelsea coverage. And, um, you know, they play Norwich in Game Week uh they play an Origin Tuesday, and um, it's the first match uh, to kick off Game Week 36. And so there's a reasonable chance we'll get a leak, uh, leaked lineup for that match mm-hmm. as well, um, you know, very late in the game, like 15 minutes to go. But if we do, um, then you can kind of double check and confirm that, you know, Pulisic, William, whoever are starting that match. I actually think Giroud is an interesting pick for yeah. Game Week 36, especially, yeah. uh, you know, if, he, if he's announced as a starter. And, he's got to be nailed uh, on for a starter. Has Tammy be, has, has been be. so bad yeah. since yeah. the restart. Yeah. It's tough for yeah. me to watch so Tammy because he he was on loan players. at Bristol City, which is uh, a stadium. The stadium for where they play their home games is like two minutes from my house, and he was on loan there and was fantastic in the Championship. And he he did start the season well, didn't he? In the in in the mm-hmm. Premier League this season, but he's been so Absolutely. bad. Yeah, so bad for so long. Yeah. I th- I think you're right, Josh. I think free hit for me. I think it would either be thirty six, and I think I would lean that way. Or mm-hmm. thirty-eight. I think there's a case to be made that you, you know, you could yeah. get team use, maybe. But um, is security of selection enough? Like, if you get city the city team news, then you, you know, yes, I think it would be. But can you guarantee that? I'm, I'm not sure that you can. Um, I, I really yeah. don't like thirty-seven though, because of as you say, Josh, how drawn out it is, and um, yeah. over such a long period with FA Cup games in the middle as well. I don't, I don't like that. I think Brandon, you're absolutely right. Like. Chelsea's not a team that I would say be um, relying on for each of the final three game weeks. I think it was, if you have an opportunity to bring one in now for Norwich, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully the the leak that Josh mentioned does play out if you're going to do that. Yeah. And then you could you could move <laughs> off them for 37 potentially. Um, it was just, you know, that's what I was saying. Just target a fixture where you can captain a player with a with a big upside is is where I was at. And I think a, a free hit, I think 30 of the of the final three, I think slightly favor 36 over 38 and i would not recommend 37 what do you think brandon (sighs) i just i'm looking at these fixtures so we've got fixtures for 36 37 38 pulled up in front of me and the team that i keep coming back to is liverpool and liverpool play arsenal in game Mm -hmm. week 36 and the big takeaway i think for all of us from the north london derby is just not not the takeaway, but just a, a very forceful reminder of how awful Arsenal's mm-hmm. back line is, particularly in the middle. You look at Mustafi and David Luiz. So I'm just like loving the idea of Liverpool attacking Arsenal in game week 36. So mm-hmm. with Salah there, I think I'm comfortable. I think I have some pretty good matchups for my current squad. If I'm looking at just KDB for Man City, you know, he has... He has rotations concerns, but you're saying, Josh, I agree. There are rotation concerns with all of the heavy hitters from Man City right now. Who am I going to pick? 
So suddenly I follow Liverpool's fixtures all the way to game week 38, where they play Newcastle Mm -hmm. at Anfield, their last match in Anfield in this title winning season. I feel like that's going to be a really strong lineup. Klopp uh, puts, I, I mean, yeah, I think it could go anyway. Maybe that's the perfect opportunity to give Curtis Jones a, a chance to uh, mm-hmm. absolve all of his sins that he committed against Burnley. <laughs> but um, I, I suddenly I think maybe that could be a fun opportunity to load up with Mane and Salah and Firmino and, and the like. And then you also look at Manchester City, who are at the Etihad against Norwich. So... I'm like, I've gone all over the map with free hit over the last (laughs) like six weeks. And I admit Mm -hmm. that I've probably said it every different way over the weeks on this podcast. Suddenly I am shifting my eye toward 38. And maybe it's because Tom is now talking me out of 37, which I think also has some decent fixtures, but it does have good fixtures. Yeah, Yeah. it does. Brandon, you're right. It's just the the long drawn out nature, I think is what puts me off there. And, And the fact that it's interwoven with the FA Cup as well. I think the better fixtures are in 36 and 38, though. And I agree. I, yeah. The only thing that throws me off about a 38, a game week 38 uh, free hit is that, A, it's relying on getting some actual leaked team news, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are always some funky lineups in game week 38. Uh, and it is also reliant uh, I mean, it's not reliant, but it's it's just like we all know that game week 38 is a very unusual game week, right? Yeah. At least it is in, in non-COVID times. Uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the player who is the high score in that game week tends to, I mean, actually, I think it was actually, uh, I think it was Trent uh, last season, game week 38, but in general, it's a, an obscure, a Theo Welcott, not that he's obscure, but like, you know, Theo Welcott type uh, ends up being the high score in that game week. It's, you know, players who are fringe players get starts. Um, I, I don't know how much it will see that, you know, this, this season. And I, I, I posted about this before, but you know, what's interesting about game week 38 is um, Wolves. I think it's Wolves play Man United and Leicester play Chelsea uh, in game week 38. It's um, do I have that right? Is that I think it's um, I think it's you've got it flipped. Less, Flip. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea play yeah. Wolves and Manchester United play Leicester. Right. So yeah. I've got the fixtures right. right here. So yeah. So you have four teams that are that are in theory all going to be competing for uh, for a Champions League spot that last game week. And so I think we're going to see some really strong lineups. I don't know what yeah. that turns into in terms of scoring. You know, uh, but I think it's. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I just think like uh, 36 feels like it's like a bird in the hand. To the, like, I feel like I kind of know mm-hmm. how I could put a team together on a free hit that was really good for 36. Fair and enough. a game of 38, I'm like, is the team I just have right now maybe better, actually, than a team yeah. that I would put together for 38? So that's that's what's making make me lean toward 36 right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I think what I'm hearing from you guys as well is that the advice to the listeners would be 36 or 38. And avoid thirty-seven. That's what we're, what we're saying. It seems it seems that way. It seems that way. I think the last point I think on this, if you're looking at thirty-six or thirty-eight, is how cagey do you think those two matchups are going to be with great FPL teams? Chelsea Wolves mm-hmm. and Manchester United Leicester United. You've got three players from United almost assuredly by the time we get to thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Is, is their FPL output going to be muted because that will be a contentious match? Now, given what we just saw from Leicester against Bournemouth, I don't know. And the same would go for Wolves and Chelsea. I think even mostly for Wolves and Chelsea, I think that might be a really, really tight game. So then you move yeah, to be. just going all in on Liverpool and City, which I personally, like I'm for the free hit, I tend to focus on a week where it's not good matchups for players I don't have, but it's bad matchups for players that I do have. And 
So that that is, I think, what's now currently pushing me to 38. And you only have one city player too, right, Brandon? Yeah, I just have KDB. And uh, I think Eder- Ederson is, is weirdly like the second city player that I've been closest to getting over the course of the last few weeks. And a free hit sort of it definitely allows you to do that. And I just don't see how Norwich are going to be scoring on them in no, 38. I think it, it, either way yeah. you go, Brandon, you'll have... Or you'll want to have at least at least two, probably three Man City for for thirty eight, right? That, that yeah. seems to make sense. I think just to your yeah. earlier point as well about um, Salah for thirty six as well, he would definitely be in my free hit team if I was mm-hmm. free hitting for thirty six. So like, I think you make a really good case for him as well. But the gift that is Mason Greenwood and his price mm. means that you should be able to keep your complement of Man United players anyway, um, and, yeah. and and still and still be able to to include him. So, um, yeah, he would absolutely be in in my free hit team for, for 36, for sure. I think just, just one final note on Game Week 36. Um, I, the one issue with it, actually, is in some ways that I want to have about 12 different midfielders for it. And mm-hmm. I think there's it's, it'd be slightly tricky who to put together because I feel like I'd want, I kind of want to have Pulisic and William. Um, you know, Son uh, plays away to Newcastle. He's pretty tempting. Uh, you have uh, Man City playing home to you know, you, you have to assume Foden and probably David Silva will start for that one. Great to have those guys for that match. Um, and then what are you going to drop all your Man United players? You probably want to have at least Bruno. So um, you, you're kind of in a tricky spot there where you really do want to be um, loaded up in the midfielders, but you can only obviously have five. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then you end up having to bench someone like Greenwood, I guess, if you're playing five across the middle. So um, I think there's, you know, I think maybe, I actually hadn't thought, thought about this before, but I wonder if that kind of dilemma actually makes 38 make more sense as a um as a free hit opportunity just because um it's a little easier to to balance your team out on the free hit so i don't know, I don't lot know. To, lot I, to think about. I still think you can make you be able to get your double chelsea from as you say a Giroux and 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 maybe right. just pulisic um or yeah take, take a punt on one of the one of the defenders even like i wouldn't recommend yeah, that because i think yeah. i think their um their defense is <laughs> Is is, is like I say eleven games? I just think that's that's kind of staggering to have lost eleven Premier League games and be in third. It's it's a, doesn't recommend the defense, does it at all? All of yeah. the clownish yeah. moments that Mustafi and David Luiz can put forth, Kepa can do mm. it all on his own. Um, yeah, what were they thinking? Buying a four foot tall goalkeeper, Chelsea? Yeah, it for just like a hundred and <laughs> whatever million. <laughs> in hindsight, it seems foolish. Yes. Yeah. God, there's some bad goalkeepers on there and some horrible performances this this game week in particular. Like Pickford was atrocious and Schmeichel yeah, and Schmeichel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Brandon Brandon loves to uh to to go off on, on Kepa. It's really one of his his, his favorite things. Um all right. So uh just to keep things moving here, um can, we've talked about this a little bit already, so maybe we can just talk about this very briefly, but um Captain picks for the final three weeks, um, and I, I think game week thirty six in particular is uh, is a really interesting challenge um, as far as who the best captain pick is. So, um, just your own teams aside for a second, who do you guys think is the best? I mean, I I, I can even reframe it. Just what player do you think scores the most points in game mm-hmm. week thirty six? Who's it to Josh? Yeah. Who do, who'd want to come in? Yeah, good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys just talk, just talk over each other, overlapping sound. Uh, how about we'll start with Brandon this time. Brandon, what do you think? Well, so I was talking about this with our friend Dave. It's a matter of Bruno Fernandes and the confidence that you have in Manchester United going up against Palace. And I think seeing the Palace defense with now that Mamadou Sako is back in their lineup, just not really impressing me. 
in the last or in in the 10 game weeks so bruno fernandez has been in the league in the fpl game for 10 game weeks and he's got five double digit hauls and he's only blanked twice this is good most solid <laughs> levels of FPL consistency. It's it's unreal. So Bruno just feels like a great set and forget if you if you don't want to deal with this. And Palace in 36, West Ham in Old Trafford in 37, followed by that very important key match against Leicester in game week 38. Though if I had to predict the way things are going for Leicester, that it could be moot at that point if Leicester can get into the Champions League. And the 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 form just it's it's like uh, you're you're the chief Dragon Ball Z fan on this podcast, Josh. But I feel like as sure. each as each week goes by, Bruno gets closer to Super Saiyan. Like he for 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 a player, and, and I know Tom, you've been following Bruno's career before I he have, got to yeah, Manchester big United. Fan. Big fan. He for him to be yes go but now he is he is already a folk hero at manchester yeah. united it took him less than half a season to become a folk hero there yeah. and that's no joke in a in a place like manchester so i i feel like he's only going to get more and more powerful before we hit the end of the season yeah i had him too brandon i think he's a, a very uh compelling case you've, you've made there i think um i thought raheem sterling um the home match against Bournemouth is another one that you could look at off the, off the back of a slightly fortuitous, I guess, uh, hat trick. But he looks in incredible yeah. form. Tom, ta- um, talk us through. Give us a play-by-play commentary on the third goal. That's the Sterling. third one. Did you guys see yeah. his tweet when he was like, "Oh, it's going to win goal of the year"? Uh, no, what did he say? Yeah. <laughs> he was he, he sort of say, he sort of um, was joking, sort of saying that he you know practices this in training. It was mm-hmm. going to win the uh, goal of the year award. So, yeah, he's, a, he's a he's a he's a good guy. It was, it was um, He's in he's in great form. He's returned. And following the resumption in impressive, impressive form and seems to be playing well without uh, Sergio Aguero in the team. So I, I like him. I actually, so I've put them down as shield picks, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the one that I, I like, you've mentioned Salah as well, um, yeah. Brandon. I really like um, that Arsenal game as well for, for Salah. I don't rate Arsenal's defense at all. Um, and the mm. other one was Danny Ings um, against Brighton. Yeah. So I think if you really wanted to mix it up, then Ings, um, it's a home match, and they're actually relatively terrible at home, weirdly. Um, Southampton, he's, he's performs far better away from home, um, whether or not you guys give any credence to that, especially with there being no fans in the stadium. But his away returns against Norwich, uh, Watford, I think it was, and Everton in the last um, their last three away games have been 11, 13, and 9, respectively, whereas home has, has not been good. Against tough sides, admittedly. Um, Although I've just said Arsenal's defense is poor, but uh, it was a two two nil uh, home loss, and then they lost to Man City as well. But I really like Danny Ings as well for um, for the next one against Brighton. And, and and just look at like if you can bring in Ings against Brighton, thirty seven he has Bournemouth, and then Sheffield United in thirty eight. So Ings is now's the time to do it. That's right. Just, yeah. Yeah, precisely. And I and I like that. And um, Hasenhutl has come right out and said, we're backing Danny Ings mm. for the Golden Boot race as many minutes as we can give him. He's getting yeah. those 90-minute matches, and that's unprecedented for Ings. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous yeah. recommending him because we haven't seen the game play out against Man United tomorrow, and he could he could with Danny Ings. He definitely could get injured, <laughs> but let's uh-huh. assume he's fine and people are sensible sure, and yeah. they don't think I'm recommending bringing in and captaining an injured player, but... Um, yeah, I think Ings against Brighton would be a pretty exciting one to go for. Other Way than to not libel us with the bookies there, Tom. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate uh, that. Uh, you, know, you guys have yeah. not listed 
Yeah, you guys have not listed uh, the player that I think might be the best pick for, mm-hmm. for Game Week 36, which is Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Pulled off early um, in the Sheffield United match. They play on Tuesday. They don't play in the FA Cup until Sunday. Um, they're playing a terrible team, and he mm. is an in incredible form. <laughs> Um, and I just think that he is, the, there's that kind of, it's, it, there's a little, it's a little bit of a fear pick because he plays on Tuesday and the game weekends on Friday. <laughs> and yeah. there's always something a little nerve wracking about having a captain pick the first day of a four day game week. Um, but if you can get over that, I think that he is, I mean, yeah, the other way to look at it is if he does great, then, then the next three days are great. Definitely. You just sort of root for everyone yeah. to not do as well as he did. Um, <laughs> So I, I think that he is actually the one that I'm, I'm really seriously considering as a uh, as a captive. I'm actually a little worried about Salah and the minutes just, well, am I? I don't know. Maybe not, actually, because um, they don't play again until uh, I think it's like uh, midway through the next week. right? Yeah. And they only have three matches and their season is done. It's three and out no for them. Cup commitments. Yeah. yeah, no, no That's Champions true. League for them either. So yeah. I, minutes are a concern. They're always a concern, and that's why I'm also kind of eyeing up Pulisic. Willian has been playing nonstop. He's looked great, but it looked like he was quite winded at the end of the uh, 35s yeah. matchup against Sheffield United. And you think, uh, well, could Chelsea do without him? For one match against Norwich, Pulisic came off roughly around the 65th minute. I could see myself eyeing up that team sheet leak if it happens and quickly moving Willian to Pulisic and just going without Willian and seeing what Pulisic can do on his own. Love the pick, Josh. Um, it, was, it was right in line with what I said to FBL Mikey's question. So, no, definitely on board with the Pulisic pick as well, for sure. And. I think the next couple of game weeks are, are, are pretty tricky for captains. And so let's just, let's just move on um, to uh, just keep the focus on 36 for now. Um, especially with the game, with that game, we kicking off in a couple of days. So um, we talked a little bit about this already, but let's, let's, let's just kind of put together a, what a free hit team could look like. This is something that FPL GMO um, asked us to say, if you, if you were to free hit in game week 36, what would that team look like? So let's not, you know, let's not belabor it too much, but just starting uh, with the, um, defense and moving forward, um, you know, who would your who would your goalkeeper be for gimmick thirty six? Um, I think the probably the bluntest team right now for me look to be Palace. So hmm. I haven't thought about this much at all, uh, Josh. Yeah. But yeah, and it would <laughs> it would it would <laughs> absorb one of the Man United players. But um, I just can't see Palace scoring. What do you think about Hugo Lloris, though? Um, uh, who have they, Newcastle they got? Newcastle. Um, no, I don't like that pick because I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. I thought I thought the Watford game um, against Newcastle with two mm-hmm. bad defences that were playing out against one another. I thought um, Newcastle had several good chances in that game. Almiron from memory and yeah. St. Maximin had, had good chances as well. Um, and I, I'm not totally um convinced on the um spurs morale and like the whole defense that Mourinho's put together there i'm still not actually buying uh-huh. into that completely um so i'm not i don't know it's it, for me i think if the, the the team i would say as i would most back for a clean sheet josh would be man united so can on that basis i would go for de gea but i you know i appreciate that that does take up a united slot which might not be the most sensible thing to do i hear what you're saying tom about newcastle so if we don't want to take up a United spot, 
How about Southampton? Now, Southampton mm-hmm. don't have the crispest, coolest defense on the planet, but McCarthy knows how to stop shots. Mm-hmm. I could see that, if not a clean sheet, being a three to four pointer. So McCarthy, cheap option. De Gea, rich man's option. Josh, you've got you've to make the decision for us here. <laughs> I, I'm leaning towards Ederson. Uh, yeah, I think that I yeah. think that he's the pick. He's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, home to Bournemouth. I know Bournemouth just put four somehow by some miracle uh, scored. How, how did that happen? That is like I mean, because like okay, yeah, they did score two goals after um, after the red card, but they had two goals before that. Like, how did they? I, I don't know how they scored four goals in that match. That so the commentary, remarkable. the commentary comes out and says, "Boy, what did Eddie Howe say to Bournemouth at halftime? They come out like a new team." And I thought that was the wrong take. I think. What was it that Brendan Rodgers did or did not say to that Leicester team? They came out seemingly thinking that they were God's gift to football and they were just going to walk the the next Mm. 45 minutes. And I think all credit goes to Brendan Rodgers for that humiliation. That team was not ready at all. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. What is the reverse credit or something? (laughs) uh... (laughs) (laughs) Josh, would you, would you, would you be able to, to recommend Pope? I mean, I know that he's stung both of us and it's not something I really want to do, but what do you think about his fixture? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, Yeah, I think that's fine. I think, um, I think, I think he's, he's an excellent choice. I, I, I'm leaning towards, I mean, just because I am thinking about um, a free hit personally. And so Mm -hmm. um, Ederson is the one I lean towards just because I, 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 Man City's defense has actually looked quite, quite solid recently. And I don't Mm. think I'm going to have room for three attacking players from that team in a free hit. Um, so, you know, I think Pope is always a good pick, so I think it's fine. I mean, I, I feel like on a free hit, I might actually go with someone like Charlie Taylor, um, just cause he's so cheap and, mm-hmm. uh, almost certain to start. I thought the wolves looked yeah. pretty good, uh, today. And so yeah, maybe really they, they have a lot to play for, whereas mm. Burnley are sort of, Burnley are just good, but they don't necessarily have, like, I, they just proved it in Liverpool. They went to Liverpool and they held on for a draw. They were celebrating at the end of that. I don't know if you guys saw, but they were a little yeah, like, they're yeah. they raising their hands in the air like they <laughs> achieved a major yeah. victory, which, which in some ways they had, you know, it was a really, mm-hmm. it was a great performance. Yeah, it was the first time Liverpool hadn't won at Anfield in months. So yeah, it was a, mm-hmm. was an achievement. Yeah. I, th- I, I like the Ederson pick as well. I'm surprised you advocated for it, Josh, because I thought you'd be all in on the City treble up attacking wise. But um, I guess it's hard to yeah. predict to know who's going to play. So Edison, you know, will. That's the issue. Now, and some mm. of them will come off the bench, too. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe I'm, I don't want to over um, overthink it a little bit. I mean, Sterling came off the bench and scored 10 points uh, mm-hmm. midweek last week. Um, yeah. But like, I, you know, I'm not sure I would have Jesus, for example. Um, he started a bunch of matches in a row. I just, why would, why would you start him at home to Bournemouth, you know, like, and and to keep him fresh, I guess, but like, you know, only be a week between matches. So, um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, and so I guess by talking about the keepers, we sort of talked about defenses a little bit as well. Um, yeah. And midfield, I think, um, I think the big question of free hit would be uh, how many, uh, Man United uh, midfielders would you have? I mean, it, it, does Bruno feel like an – assuming he doesn't get injured or something tomorrow, is Bruno like an essential pick on a game sure. 36 wildcard? 100 percent, yes. Yeah, no no, no yeah. question about that. I think it just, just stepping back to the defense real quick, as a Maguire owner, I wonder if on a free hit you don't say maybe you do equivocate or hedge or whatever word you want to use and go for a United defender and mm, right. just – Greenwood Bruno, Martial Bruno. I think I think a lot of yeah. this may depend on the form that we 
of course, see against Southampton on Monday evening. But I think that's would be the big question for me with United going into a free hit is, is it all attack or do you use one Man United of your three for defense? Yeah, the good thing that's with Man United as well is um, Solskjaer is becoming really reliable. Into, he knows his best 11 now. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. He loves that, you know, the uh, the 4-2-3-1 that he's got established there with Pogba playing um, alongside Matic. And then, you know, the, the, the three ahead of them sort of picking themselves now that Dan James has lost that spot to, to Greenwood, rightly so. He's yeah. just going to keep rolling yeah. this team out. I'm I'm convinced of that because they need this top four yeah. to sign um, Sancho in the summer. I think that's a hmm. prerequisite so to they signing will, him. They will favor the game week 36 match over the FA Cup match on Sunday. Not that Ole yeah. couldn't just continue using that same starting 11 both midweek and in the weekend. Maybe we just see our, our favorite players subbed off around the 60th minute. Yeah, that, no, that's what I think might happen, Brandon. I, yeah. I think he'll go with the same 11. Um, the one person he might um, rotate won't impact FPL, in my view, which would be Matic. He may mm-hmm. um, get rotated out mm-hmm. for Fred or McTominay. Um, yep. But the others, I can't see. I just can't see changing. Why would they? They're playing so well. They've, I think it's 15 yeah. on the spin, unbeaten. Um, as I say, in my view, they need this top four for their yep. recruitment. Um, and it's their best 11. It's not really debatable at this point. So that no, helps it, with a free hit selection. Yeah. I think you can be super confident in the players that you pick from. They are the most fun team to watch right now Aren't in they? the league. Yeah. It's it's mm. it, they're it's it's they're, it's beautiful. It really is. And you know, it'd be interesting if they get not to, not to good on this road because we could talk about it forever. But like you know, if they get Sancho, there's some really interesting mm. choices they have to make. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, do you move Rashford back up front? I mean, Sancho's typically plays on the left. You know, so does Martial lose a spot? Does does Rashford? Um, th- do you, you know, know what, really though, Josh? It's like at the moment when they bring someone off, it's really noticeable. Immediately, they become back to that yeah. duo team that we mm-hmm. remember. Um, so right. if they, I think they yeah. need like players like Grealish or Madison and mm-hmm. uh, Sancho. Obviously, would be mm-hmm. a start. Some competition in the, in the squad, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it, Brandon. So yeah. I was just wondering: Has Man United ever been an attacking fun team for you guys since you started podcasting? Or <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't remember like. Because they've been in the doldrums relatively for a club their size for so I mean, long. Well, we 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 started uh, playing FPL a couple of years before Van Persie was moved to. Ah. I mean, Rooney Rooney still had a couple of decent seasons, yeah. and I think when Van Persie moved to the club, Manchester United, they obviously won the league, and they yeah. they were pretty fun to watch for. They a bit. were a great side, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah. There was maybe one like, match yeah. with with Romelu Lukaku where they were fun to watch. Big Rom. <laughs> Maybe yeah, one. just one. Yeah. I can't remember it, but I'm run. sure it was one. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the start of one season, like four years yeah. ago, where he was. Yeah, that was it. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys know that as well, because they are. You're absolutely right. They're the really fun team to watch right now. Um, it's a, it's a sort of if you're a neutral watching game, it wouldn't matter who they're playing. You'd want to be watching them play right now. So, yeah, Fernandez yeah. of course would be in the team, and then depending on your budget, I guess you'd you'd include Greenwood as an sort of enabling function. He's great anyway, but at that price, he's just going to make the rest of the free hit team um, incredible. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you never know who's going to, you know, especially at midweek like this. Um, I think it does make sense to uh, to have a player of his quality. I mean, at, the, at his price, it's, it's there's no yeah. reason not to. The question is whether you'd start him or not. Yeah, um, and I th- and I think Solskjaer just keep we'll, we'll just keep picking him. I know he's really young. Yeah, I know he's played a lot of minutes. I know there is a like for like uh, in terms of someone who does play in his position in Dan James, but the form he's in and the stakes that are on the line. 
I can't see Solskjaer not starting him personally. Pop quiz, guys. Mikel Antonio, free hit, 36. How wooed are you by those four goals? I saw Antonio's price rose uh, right after that performance. You have complete freedom to bring Antonio in on your free hit. How compelled are you by that? I remember the one of the one of the other times I remember a, a weird oddball FPL asset getting four goals was Genie Wijnaldum when he was at Newcastle, <laughs> and that was a wow, that's incredible. I bet if you have Wijnaldum, that's like a huge week for you in FPL. Well, I'm still not bringing him in. <laughs> so the 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 idea of Mikel Antonio being a proper FPL asset after that performance with the three remaining remaining weeks or a free hit in 36. Yes or no? Yes. I mean, affordable. Okay, for lots of reasons. Affordable out of like midfielder playing out of position as a forward, uh, playing probably the worst defensive team in the league, certainly one of the two or three. <laughs> um, and and also it's just fun because if you're on a free hit, the, there's only one match on Friday, right? It's uh, West Ham, Watford, ends game week 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a blast to go into it with with a player like Antonio. Best goal celebration, mm-hmm. uh, shortest shorts. Uh, just a fun guy to root for, you know? So, yeah. so I, I 100% would have him in my team on a free hit. The only thing I'd say against that, uh, Josh, is that I've had sort of 30 years worth of disappointments from West Ham. So you're (laughs) using logic and it makes sense. Whereas I've seen what they do after winning 4-0 and him scoring all of them. And him blanking would not surprise me based on that. But uh, playing Watford, I actually like him as a just an outright pick, just as a signing. Mm -hmm. Like the Watford game is great, as you say, like my um, facetiousness aside. Man United following that is not a great fixture, but um, you could see him scoring. If anyone did, it would be him. I'm not going to say it's a great fixture. It's not. But the last game's Villa as well. Um, I think that game will matter. So I like him as a pick, and I think he's a reasonable price as well. I know it's a, more than you probably want to spend on a West Ham player, but like you say, playing up front, uh, great confidence, and with um, two out of three fixtures to recommend him. So um, I like him as a selection. All right, final. Uh, we, we actually didn't totally build our Game Week 36 free hit team. I I'm sure it's fine, about it. I just heard about that stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but just if you guys... Uh, okay, each give me one. We talked a lot about midfielders, so I think we can skip that, but... Forward line, let's say you've got Greenwood in there. He's one of the three. Um, we, we need two more forwards to fill things out. Um, can you each give me one forward that you would want to have? Maybe starting with Brandon for game week 36. Who would you have in a free hit, Brandon? Uh, okay. I guess I'll take the easy one that we were just singing his praises, Danny Ings. Barring, barring calamity against Manchester United Monday night, Danny Ings, home Brighton. Of course, Tom, you were talking about Ings hmm. favoring being away from the St. Mary's. Yeah, I know. It's probably not a lot on that, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean, the, the other options that I see would be Rashford slash Greenwood, and God forbid, are we going to go talk about Harry Kane against Newcastle? I'm not sure. Given what we Yuck. don't know about the Manchester City no. rotation, <laughs> that just brings me all the way back to Danny Ings. Can I talk you into yeah, Tom, 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 welcome to my, welcome to my used FPL asset <laughs> dealership. Oh, yeah. I see you're in need of a striker. Is that right? <laughs> Have I got that right? You need a striker? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I filled, I, I yeah. filled one in Danny Ings. I need one more. Yeah. 
Listen, you know, I don't know how much money you have to spend. I'm thinking you just looking at you right now, you've got somewhere in the ballpark of like six point five seven million to spend. Let's go up to nine. Let's go. Okay. Well, even even so, I think I think I've got a I've got an FPL forward right over here that like it might look like it's a little beaten up, but trust me, just it doesn't have a lot of miles on the odometer and it's it's gonna do right by you. It's 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 a model dominant Calvert Lewin. Can oh, you gosh. you want to take it for a test drive? You know they're playing Aston Villa on Thursday. Villa, Unfortunately, Aston. I've owned that car before for a long time, <laughs> and uh, it did not perform well for me. So, I think the 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 only I mean, yeah, DCL. They've got who have they got? They got Villa. Villa have actually been quite improved uh, defensively since the uh, resumption, haven't they? I mean, it's not really worked yeah. for them in terms of accruing yeah. any points. But um, well, I guess they're clean still in, today. Still in contention. Yeah, clean sheet yeah. today. Um, yeah, so I I could I don't actually think their defense is as abject wow. as it has been for the rest yeah, of the I'm, I'm going to get fired from from my job. Thank you very much. You gave Ivan's. it a good sell, but I'm I'm not <laughs> buying. I'll tell you who I would pick, Josh. I would I would go for mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, I actually mm-hmm. think he looked a, looked a lot sharper against um, Brighton in that thumping win than he, than he had done um, previously. Um, I think he'll get minutes, whether or not it's going to be the start. Who knows, right? I mean. Remember the old yeah. lip sync uh, acronym? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know if he'll start, but I think he'll play. And just getting any minutes against Bournemouth, I would fancy. Um, good chance for a return. So he would be in the free hit team alongside Danny Ings, I think, up front. Um, I'll, I'll just cast a vote for uh, Olivier Giroud. Uh, if it leaks mm-hmm. out that he's mm-hmm. starting at Hobby Norwich, yeah. I think good that he's call. a... Uh, a great pick he's cheap too so you can you can use more money uh, yeah everyone always everyone always wants the uh the sexy french car you know i i'm there there's a little bit of a markup uh to get to get that brand name luxury class uh european automobile but so be it you know you're all about flash josh i get it ready for the jeru five pointer right josh you know, the, the patented or favorite, uh, yeah. I know the 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 classic the Giroux starfish, <laughs> starfish. five pointer. Yeah, it's so like Brandon used to see. He always used to score, and then he would turn into like a human starfish. He did yeah. always on his back somehow, yeah. with his <laughs> arms and legs splayed That's out. That's true. Yeah, it's um, usually after a fluff chance. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, all right. One one last question, then we'll, we'll close out this section. Um, I'm dropping the other ones. Uh, final question: Best game week for a triple captain. It's got to be some managers out there with a the triple captain and mm-hmm. just looking ahead. I, I don't want to, I don't want to spend 20 minutes on this, but just like just looking ahead, what, what seems like the best, uh, the best triple captain opportunity in the final three game weeks. I had an answer for that. I think you'll like on this one, Brandon, like Go you've ahead, been Brandon. KDB's biggest fan for years and years, right? Yeah. Um, he's my, my beautiful baby boy. Absolutely. And he's been killing it all season. He's like first to reach 200 points. He's going to get his best. Uh, I think he's already on his best return ever in terms of point returned and he or man city rather play norwich in the final game um in game week 38 so mm-hmm. i would advocate for kdb triple captain game week 38 and enjoy your That's inevitable huge returns <laughs> i think <laughs> i think it's solid and you do wonder if he cares one iota about this assist record that mm. You know, he's kind of been within touching distance, it seems like, for a while. Yeah. He's doing, he's pulling a Mesut Ozil, uh, like seen nailed on to break this record. And then the, it kind of kind of slows down. KDB actually became more interested in scoring goals, which is very fun for FPL. Yeah. So I think yeah. I, I, I like I like that. I, I like the heavy hitters in game week 38. Sala, again, we've talked about. And 
they're playing Newcastle at Anfield. I think that there could be a huge goal tally for Liverpool in that match with neither of them really having much to play for, except maybe for personal records like Salah. The trick there, of course, has been I've I've seems like I've talked myself into a free hit in game week 38, so I wouldn't be able to play two chips at once. So mm-hmm. then I wonder if if we can say because 37 is so drawn out, does it become the official triple captaincy week if it's a non-free hit viable week? And there are there are some decent individual matchups. You look at Danny Ings against Bournemouth away from home in 37. That's mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. a, yeah. a West Ham at Old Trafford for Bruno Fernandez who cannot stop scoring FPL points. Like that. Yeah, even Sal- Salah at home to Chelsea. I think that's, a, you know, you'd expect him to do well in that one too. Do you know what, Josh? Yeah. That's a really good pick as well because Chelsea would have played the FA Cup um, game on, the, I think it's the Sunday before as well. Yep. So whatever, um, presumably they're going to go full strength in that game. So um, I liked that um, as a captaincy pick in 37 uh, for Salah. Um, I know one of the other questions wanted to know about that. So a triple captain, why not? Um, based on that logic as well. Like we said, Chelsea's defense is not impressed for pretty much the whole season. So I like it. So much of it depends on how much ground you need to make up. I mean, if you have a triple captainship to play and you are your mini league leader, then I would I would go with um, Tom's pick and just do KDB in game week 38. I mean, how could that pick go wrong? Like, is he really yeah. going to get anything less than eight points or something in that, in that it, one? Can you? Um, you just can't. Yeah. Just, you, you can't. can't yeah. Yeah. You really can't. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's amazing you didn't get anything in that Brighton match. Five nil match, so close. Like, like so many times throughout Very the game, rare. like the free kick that hit yeah. the post and the mm, assist Jesus, off was, the crossbar. Yeah, and the the, the assist yeah. where it was tapped home, wasn't it? Prodded home from Rodri's header. So again, it could have been a yeah. huge haul, so very easily. So. Yeah, he's yep. a great. He's just, he's just a wizard. Love him. All right, let's take a quick break, and we're going to uh, do a quick buy sell hold um, in our lightning round. Okay, gents, we'll be right back. All right, guys, listen, sports are coming back. I mean, they're kind of back, but they're also still coming back, particularly here stateside. So this is your chance to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place for you to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back. Bet Online has futures odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations on Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BLUEWIRE. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. All right, we're back. Buy, sell, hold. It's our lightning round. Uh, we'll try to do this proper lightning round style. No no longer than, than 20 second answers, okay? This whole section should take us about, well, what is 20? I have four questions here, so 20 mm-hmm. times four is uh, 80 seconds, a minute and 20 seconds. Uh, first one comes from Shiv. He says, given how bad Everton look, can you justify holding DCL if you still have him only because he plays Villa? So, Brandon, you you threw this one out there already. You're a huge proponent of DCL in Game Week 36. <laughs> um, Tom, what do you think? Can you justify holding DCL if you have them? I can't. I'm saying sell. I think I think Villa are looking strong enough. I think they're still in um, 
contention for keeping their Premier League spot. So uh, I think there's other options as well. Uh, there we talked about Ings if you don't have him as well. Greenwood if you don't have him, for example. Um, or you could go to Jordan Ayew, who's in my squad, genuinely, which is mm. kind of remarkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I no, I think, yeah. a, yeah, <laughs> I think he's a. I think I think he's a. I think he's a sell. Is um, is where I'm at. Yeah. I thought I thought Everton were appalling today. To be fair to me, I did sell my junker of a DCL for just like a big Troy Deeney pickup truck uh, two weeks ago. So um, I'm enjoying uh, driving around in this pickup truck with no shock absorption of any kind, but it's getting me to where I need to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Ing, um, DCL to Ings is uh, would be the would it be the move if you have the money to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think it's like it's like burned four territory, but um, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't feel good about his chances going into gimmick thirty six. Uh, Sumat Naktar says, "Is Antonio a one match wonder?" Brand yeah, new. yeah, I feel like we we kind of wondered if he was the next Genie Wijnaldum at Newcastle. Tom, you made a pretty compelling case. He is. He is, if you look at West Ham, and West Ham still have a lot of fighting to do to remain in the league. They will need to score a goal or two. Mm-hmm. I think if, okay, so maybe a way to fit Antonio in your team, you don't want to circumvent Chelsea assets in your midfield going into the Norwich match in game week 36. But with Wolves in 37, I, I mean, see so Wolves in 38, and it's, uh, what what's the other tough match for Chelsea in, in 36? It's Liverpool. So I'm wondering if Antonio in for your Pulisic slash Willian in 37 is a way to get some of that Mikel Antonio action without having to totally disorient your current FPL side. Antonio, I yeah, I think Antonio is not a, a one-match wonder. I, the one caveat I would add, just because, you know, obviously I had a cause to watch a lot of West Ham, as, as I always do, I really hope that Moyes keeps the formation and the personnel the same. There's going to be a temptation to start Yarmolenko, um, which would then pu- mm-hmm. put um, Bowen on the left. And I just don't think it works as well um, if if Yarmolenko right. um, plays. And similarly, Haller is, as I said earlier, is back in contention as well. So if he starts messing around with this, I think Antonio mm-hmm. becomes less attractive. And I think West Ham be- yeah. ultimately become less effective. And yeah. there's a chance he would do that. Believe as, as perverse as it sounds after a 4-0 win, I still think he might he might uh, try and alter things, and I think that would that would impact Antonio. But I think him in of itself at seven million, I think he is. No, I don't think he is a one match wonder. I think he's um, he's a, a good selection for the final three game weeks. I agree, and I think I think I think at his price. I mean, you mentioned seven million. I think at his price, I think that's it. You know, it, it doesn't. Um, upend your team uh, to mm. bring him in. And so no. I think, uh, and, and certainly on a, on, a, on a free head, I would, I would be targeting him. Well, who would you, who would you bring well. him in for Josh and your side currently? How would you fit in Antonio into your team? Yeah. Well, on a, yeah, it's easier on a free head for sure. Uh, Mars to Antonio, I think would be, mm-hmm. would be a move yep. that I, mm-hmm. that I would consider. Um, you know, Fernandez, Martial, De Bruyne, uh, those are those those players are pretty locked. I mean, yep. that's part of the reason why a free hit is tempted in thirty six because I don't mm. kind of want to have those players for mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Yeah, um, you know, so it's I think point, uh, though, you know, for me, I do yeah. have a yeah. yeah. That's that's just kind of why, why I'm looking at uh, it, Chelsea, the Chelsea midfielders map perfectly onto uh, Antonio's price point. So I just wonder if there's a way to wait for one week. But yeah, as you say, Josh, to play the free hit in 36, you can get away with it. You can have Antonio for the next three weeks and not have to move a great, you can, 
then move a Chelsea midfielder in, in 37. The problem with bringing Antonio yeah. in in 37, though, is that's the Man United game. So you'd get the Villa game in 38, but uh, you'd miss the Watford yeah. game in 36. So mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like I, another reason why the free hit is maybe tempting, right? Because you can get yeah. Antonio for just the one week. For just you know? the one. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a huge, in. it really yeah. is a, such a huge game, uh, that yeah. one on Friday. I'm really nervous about it, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And, and he's a player who will be relying on. I just wonder whether or not Pearson, who's a good defensive manager, will inevitably spend this week now looking at ways to to try and stifle that and try and um, target stopping him because it is everything through Antonio yeah. right now. Yeah. So we'll he see. The manpower. I, I mean, look, his no, his, that's a good point. That yeah. defense. It's, yeah, it's terrible, you know, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, think about him going up against Craig Dawson. Yeah, but I wonder whether or not they might even get, I mean, this is pure conjecture now, but could they even put like a man marker on him? It's such, it just, to me, it's so apparent that for West Ham to do well, Antonio needs to do well. That's how it feels. Hmm. So if I'm thinking that you can, you can imagine that others are as well. So I do wonder whether or not he'll be, um, he'll be specifically targeted. I hope not. um, And we'll see whether or not he can counteract that, but it's an interesting one. And it's a, it's a fixture against, as you say, a, abject defense with a goalkeeper who's not uh, not impressed as well so yeah i like him for yeah. watford and i like him for villa as well benno says is kdb droppable for the final three game weeks what do you think brandon we don't need 20 seconds for this one okay gents <laughs> we just say no and we move on i mean yeah yeah the the classic who's which fpl asset is no longer valuable because they are dropping deep kane sure De Bruyne is such a versatile player. If you if you point to him during that Brighton match and say he was dropping deep, as Tom pointed out, he also missed just by a hair lots of opportunities to haul uh, with FPL points. And considering how valuable he's going to be against Norwich in 38, drop him at your own peril. Yep. Nothing to add. <laughs> yeah, if, if you like your whole team structure and you could and you could kind of move him in and out, you know, like I, I think he's droppable for game week thirty six, um, but I'm not sure about um, yeah for thirty seven thirty eight. I would I would definitely be. I feel pretty caught out if I didn't have him. Uh, all right, final question for Tom FPL Toronto says keep Wolves assets or sell. Uh, they play Burnley Palace and Chelsea in the final three fixtures. Um, I think broadly for me it's uh, it's a hold. I still really like the Wolves team. I think they were quite harshly criticized after two only two relatively disappointing games i think they do struggle when it's playing three games in a week it's something i noticed earlier in the season when they um in the in the europe europa league as well um i like the Mm -hmm. team and i like the defense as well um so i would definitely recommend holding jimenez as well i thought was was pretty harshly criticized as well um it's just been super reliable for a long time now he's still great value um, so I like him yeah. against each of those teams. I would definitely count Chelsea in that. As we said, they're pretty porous team. Willie Bolly is great value. Um, so I'd like them from a defensive perspective. I, I'd say it's a it's a hold for me. What do you guys reckon? I think it was interesting that this gent Podence came in and got mm. the start. And I think um, uh, NES is recognizing that, as you say, like three matches in a week, Tom, there there yeah. is fatigue that can happen with the squad that like the starting 11 that's as thin as Wolves can be. Yeah. Get, have, having some players that can rotate in, the fact that he did rotate in means that he's he's got a few players that are able to get a little more rest, and I think that they'll come back a little stronger for it. So I think we'll see we'll see a decent run in from Wolves, and I, I you know, just to hang on, 
to that Europa League position, if not push on for Champions League. There's still a lot in it for them. Yeah. It's a good shout on Podence as well. He was impressive, wasn't he? Um, I think it was his league yeah. debut today. Yeah, um, he was. And I think yeah. it's a takeaway for next season as well, in terms of when teams play three times in a week, that third game, it's, mm-hmm. I think it's worth targeting mm-hmm. them um, or at least expecting yeah. them not to be particularly potent. Um, and to maybe target the or, or look at that as an opportunity to pick up a clean sheet, I really like that um, as a I, I was surprised. For next season. I was surprised he got the number the number ten. Um, I didn't know he was. Uh, that's a, that's a big number. I mean, that it feels like a that's like a declaration of faith, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think he's an exciting parents. young player. Yeah. I think he's. Um, they do have a. They, you're right though, Brandon. I think they've had this secure starting lineup, haven't they, for yeah. a long time? But and and it's good and it works well and is effective. But it's it's hard to keep playing Premier League games all the time um, and expecting them to perform that. I think it speaks to why people um, there are haters out there who think Wolves are boring because they mm. actually don't have that creative hole player. They don't have it. Yeah. It's a reason why they might not have somebody with ten on the back of their kit is because <laughs> Neves and Matinho do that double double pivot thing in and the deeper, midfield, and yeah. there's no one that that is dedicated to sit right behind him. And as it's it's a lot of wide play where they mm-hmm. score a lot of their goals. So That's if they point. could actually mm-hmm. get, uh, listen, every every managerial staff right out there, every director of football is like, where is the other Bruno Fernandez that exists mm-hmm. on this planet? Where is the transformative <laughs> yeah. attacking yeah. midfielder that can play in the middle of the Sitting park? There. If Wolves yeah. actually had that player, they would be wow, they would be so yeah. awesome. Would you Would you guys say it's um yeah. it's a buy? Would you say if you don't have them? go ahead and pick them up or, or is it, is that too much? Nah, it's, it's, it's between a hold and a sell for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I probably end up having Doherty throughout the rest of the season because all of my transfers will go elsewhere. Uh, but I think I would like to have um, Jesus for game week 38. And yeah. I think that I would, I would find a way to get Jesus in. I think him and as Jesus is the move that makes the most sense. So that yeah. is, that's one thing I'm thinking about. Yeah, it makes sense. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, that's the podcast, gentlemen. Uh, thank you, Tom, so much for being on the podcast. It was really fun. A pleasure. Thank you, thank you so out. much for inviting me. It's uh, always nice to talk to you guys. Yeah, if you want to find Tom for all of his insights and, of course, what what made Tom famous uh, to the world, not just the FPL community, were, were uh, your amazing match of the day summaries. So Tom is a great place on Twitter to go for great uh, crystal clear encapsulations of the game week follow him at utterly tc on twitter and tom you also have a podcast that people can subscribe to that just started so we're looking for for more great things for your for your podcast to come yeah that'll all be on my twitter feed brandon from um, the beginning of next season and I'm, i'm looking forward to getting that project underway Excellent. Yeah. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, if you, uh, Tom is a Patreon supporter um, and uh, has been for a long time. If you want to talk to Tom and me and Brandon and uh, lots of other very smart managers, very uh, entertaining and fun managers, I will say, I'd almost put that in front of the smart and strategy uh, portion of things. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Patrons at any pledge level get to join the always cheating Slack. Uh, and patrons at the Lord Soleth level and up get access to a bonus podcast each week. Uh, so learn more at patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, Brennan, do you want to do a quick uh, thank you to our producer patrons? You know what? I don't. I, I think that these producer patrons deserve <laughs> to have their names properly articulated by Whoa. Tom Campbell's oh, just gosh. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful voice. Can you can you do the honors, Tom? 
I'll give it a go. Apologies up front for any uh, pronunciations, but uh, I hear these every week, so should should get them relatively close. So <laughs> thank you to uh, Trevor Ingerson, Dave Wagner-Lodal, uh, Andy Portlock, Mike DiPietro, Nick Wright, uh, Toothless Gibbon, Chris Howell, Jim Payne, Lindsay Rostel, Andy Penn, Brian Chin, uh, Anton Markov, Martin Savage, Blair Jacobson, FPLmerch.com, Brian T, uh, Frederick, Kian Gransky, I think that's right. Uh, James Conray, the big mm-hmm. gaffer, Travis West, Brandon B, Boris Kuhn, Alan uh, Creasy, Paul Scanlon, Jeff Husby, Victor Forberg, <laughs> Skogan, uh, Kieran <laughs> Skogan, <laughs> yeah. James Holland. Um, oh gosh, this is tough now. Is it Kaja? Kaja, Christine Lelang, Jazz Binning, Kaya. Kaya. My apologies, uh, Jazz Binning, and Peter. Ooh, Bodishtel. <laughs> we'll go with that. Thank yeah, you and missing missing in action <laughs> ben grant paul hurd sig and james hurd uh yeah you guys are all all great and go to alwayscheating.com for all that patreon information for ways to subscribe rate and review the podcast and all of our social media handles it's just a great one-stop shop thank you to everyone for listening i uh, really appreciate it and uh Good luck to everybody. The game week kicks off on Tuesday with Chelsea Norwich. Should be a very interesting match. So uh, thanks again, Tom, for coming on. And hail cheaters. Thanks, Tom. Hail Poku. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody up. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire.